I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Today I'm speaking with Peter Swire, a former White House privacy official and currently a professor at the Moritz College of Law at Ohio State University. Peter will be discussing mobile device security issues facing healthcare organizations. Hi, Peter. Hey there. The culprit in the majority of large health data breaches has been stolen or lost unencrypted mobile computing devices. Why does this keep happening, and why aren't organizations encrypting these devices? One problem, of course, is BYOD. People bring their own devices. They try to find ways to uh, get access using a thumb drive or whatever it is and uh, or download things from the wireless, and then the, their own device doesn't really have security on it. So the, the lack of security on sort of the user's device is one big uh, harm. A second harm is that smaller organizations don't really have a very good tech infrastructure sometimes for supporting uh, encryption. Um, you have to manage keys effectively. And if you're managing keys for a user's device and you lose the keys, uh, the device turns into a brick. So brickification is a big worry for people if they over-encrypt and they're not absolutely sure they can manage the keys. Besides using encryption, what else should healthcare organizations be doing to step up their mobile device security? I think it's related to encryption, but one thing that's now available increasingly is to be able to sandbox the uh, work uh, information from the personal information. Uh, and, and this is familiar to people who've done this uh, on laptops and for a long time, is you can, you can have a secure, uh, encrypted, uh, access-limited uh, part of your device, and then you have the other part of the device that can go surf the Internet and you know, figure out what time the kid's soccer game is. And what, what's really happened in the last few years is more of the mobile devices have this kind of sandboxing available so you can really separate and partition, whether it's a separate virtual machine or in other ways you can partition and have uh, a lot more security about the part of the device that handles the protected health information. As you mentioned earlier, bring-your-own-device environments often are involved when there's a breach. What tips should healthcare organizations consider in developing policies that allow or not allow employees or others to use their own personally owned mobile devices for work? A lot of organizations have tried to stop BYOD and then users just work around it. And so increasingly, even in quite secure environments such as HIPAA data, Increasingly, people are finding ways that, that they can build uh, a good security into the person's uh, device. That's a sort of um, frustration to the tech managers. It's similar to the frustration the tech managers had years ago when PCs became common. The user gets more control. The user is doing the settings. And then what you really should be trying to do is have things uh, partitioned and sandboxed uh, really trying to figure out in the mobile advice realistically how you can minimize any problems if uh, this device is lost or if some mistake happens. In developing a policy for bring your own device, are there any do's and don'ts that you would suggest to healthcare providers? I'd say that if you try to just say no, a lot of people have found out that the CEO says yes. And, and so as you're doing the, the policies, it's really a sort of requirements engineering situation. What are the, who are the stakeholders? What do they need to do to get their job done? That might make it a little harder on the security people, but really being good listeners to what has to happen to get the people's jobs done, that kind of good listening is a really important step. In addition to computing devices, mobile medical devices that are involved in patient care 
are also vulnerable to cybersecurity risks such as hacking and malware. Any advice on what healthcare organizations should do to address those risks? Well, increasingly, the things you never thought of before um, have, have chips in them. Refrigerators have chips in them, and the carts to move people around in the hospital have RFID chips or chips for location finding. I think that if you have responsibility around devices, one thing to understand is, is what's networked or not. The stuff that's networked could turn out to be a backdoor into your network. Even for the things that aren't networked, a lot of the devices in the sensor everywhere universe we're moving to don't have a very good security built in. They often have default passwords set that are easy to guess. And we're going to have to move up the learning curve for these kinds of devices the way we have for smartphones and the way before that we did for PCs and laptops, uh, having basic uh, security in place, having password, having inventories of devices. All of these things are basically learning to treat these as the potential security flaws that they are. You mentioned ID management. Any other tips that healthcare providers need to consider in terms of stepping up mobile device security when it comes to ID management? No, I think one part of it is is to have encryption in different settings uh, that maybe haven't been implemented yet. You know, for instance, mobile email is something we're doing within Locked, a company that I've become an advisor to recently. And it's really designed very much for smaller and medium-sized healthcare providers so you can have email encryption in a very manageable way without having to have a huge IT department. Finally, are there any promising security technologies or best practices for mobile devices that you think healthcare and other organizations should be paying more attention to? I was recently uh, at a meeting where people were talking about this, and and the idea of partitioning and sandboxing to me is something that was not done a few years ago, and people are right in the period now where they're starting to do it more effectively. Uh, It's a little bit like making sure VPNs are the way people get into the network. Uh, We we have to have secure parts of mobile devices because it's going to be very, very hard to put security around the games and the other apps that are there. It's going to be very hard to whitelist all the apps. And so finding ways to separate the the work from the rest of the phone is is an increasing priority. When it comes to the sandboxing, is that something that the mobile device makers themselves need to address, or is this something that users of these devices can do? Well, the different operating systems vary in how easy it is. I've been told recently by somebody in the tech side that Apple and the Microsoft phones are relatively strong on this and that Android because of the diversity in the ecosystem, is harder to manage in some instances. That's what I've heard. I haven't independently validated the tech. So I just think you have to be good shoppers about whether it's going to meet the high security standards that apply in the healthcare realm. Thanks, Peter. I've been speaking with cybersecurity and privacy expert Peter Swire. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.